This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 1452, Language Study Tips for Travel with the World Wanderers. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 150 million times. Are you feeling stuck with your English? We'll show you how to become fearless and fluent by focusing on connection, not perfection. With your American host, Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz, and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, coming to you from Arizona and Colorado, USA. And to get your transcripts delivered by email every week, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. How much should you study the language before traveling to a new country? And what is the best way to prepare? Amanda and Ryan of the World Wanderers podcast share three tips to help you make connections in any country you visit. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. We're very excited. We have a couple of special guests today, Amanda and Ryan from the World Wanderers website. Um, Introduce yourselves. Let us know um, who you are, where you're from. Yeah. First of all, thanks for having us. We're really excited to be here. It's great to meet you and to be in front of your audience. So we're very excited about that. And we are a traveling couple originally from Western Canada and currently in Western Canada due to the pandemic. And we're podcast hosts and travelers, and then we do lots of other things on the side, which I'll let Ryan talk a little bit about. Yeah, yeah. And so we've been fully nomadic for the past five years and exploring different parts of the world. Um, Lots of places in Latin America, Asia, and now Canada, some of the U.S. as well. And then outside of hosting a travel podcast, we both have other parts of our profession. So Amanda does a lot of work with yoga teachers, helping them grow their businesses. And I do um, podcast audio production on the side. So I help a handful of clients run podcasts. Awesome. So you wear many hats. That's exciting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I am very excited because you guys are going to share three tips with our listeners for language learning as related to travel. And we will get to those in a few minutes. But first, tell me how many countries total have you been to? Have you kept track? (laughs) This is a good question. We have not fully kept track, but somewhere around like 65, I think. Okay. You know, it's a lot of countries when you can't keep track. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like a few times you've like written it out and listed and then you start traveling more and then you forget about it mm-hmm. and now we're like repeating amazing. we're repeating countries too like we've been to mexico a bunch and we've been to europe a couple times and we've been to south america a couple times and so now we're starting to repeat countries so then you're like Oh, do we count it twice this year? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, no, no. Of course we don't. But but it's like, it's kind of just makes it, you're like, oh, I went to this place, but I've already been there. So it doesn't go on your like country list, I guess you could say. So tell me like how and why did you start your travel podcast? Yeah, sure. I can can go. Um, So I fell in love with podcasts really early on. I used to work actually at, at a winery 
And so I'd be outside for eight to 10 hours a day and you're just doing fairly monotonous work of like, okay, we're picking leaves off the grape plants or we're picking grapes off the That sounds the fun. It's I don't like, know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, it's like great and it's enjoyable when you've got a good group of friends, you're outside in the summer. It's, it's wonderful. But you also are trying to listen to a lot of stuff. So during kind of those early years, I was like listening to all the podcasts that were out there basically. And, and it was a point where like there wasn't enough stuff to listen to. So I really fell in love with podcasting. And then we had really also fallen in love with traveling. Right after graduating university, we spent six months backpacking. We did uh, three months in Europe and then went to Southeast Asia and then Australia. And in 2014, after a brief stint trying to carve out a normal career, we both found that it wasn't for us. We wanted to do something more adventurous. And so we went to South America. We quit our jobs, um, sold all our stuff, had a bunch of savings, went down to South America and spent six months again traveling around. And it was during that time where it was kind of thinking about, okay, I really love podcasting. I know this is something that you can just start and you can create lots of cool opportunities in your life. And like, what's the thing we could talk about? Oh, we love to travel. We've traveled more than most people we know. Why don't we start talking about that? And so in 2014, um, right after that trip, we got back to Canada and we started podcasting about our travel experiences and talking to other travelers about kind of what they love about exploring the world and that type of thing. Awesome. And when it comes to lang- like learning the languages, what is, have you noticed a difference traveling in a country where you don't speak the language at all or very little, as opposed to countries where you are making an attempt and, and speak the language quite well? Yeah, for sure. So on that first backpacking trip that Ryan mentioned in 2011, when we were new graduates from university, kind of taking this like mini gap year, we went to Spain and Ryan and I grew up in separate provinces and separate towns in Canada. And we had both taken Spanish in high school. So from grades, I think like nine to 12. And so we were like, oh yeah, we took four years of Spanish. Like We're going to be able to communicate. Yeah, well, we're totally fine in Spain. And it was like very, very eye-opening. On that trip, it was the first place that we arrived that wasn't English speaking because we started, well, we started in Iceland, which mm. isn't, that's not their first language, but most people speak English there. And then we were in, you know, the UK, Ireland, head on over to Spain and we're like, yeah, we got some basic Spanish. We're fine. And it was so shocking how unprepared we were. I mean, for me, I was only eating chicken and fish at that point. And so all I knew was that pollo was chicken. So if something said chicken, like said pollo on the menu, I would order it. We went to Reni of the Bulls there and we were trying to get a train from Pamplona back to Barcelona. And literally I was like, train, Domingo, Barcelona. And the guy's like, no. And I'm like, no what? (laughs) And it was just, I mean, it was like frustrating. It was challenging. And it was like really kind of just hard to be in that experience. And so, you know, we went to many other countries on that trip, some of which spoke English, some that didn't. And when we got back, we were both like, okay, I think the next place we want to go is South America let's actually learn some Spanish before this. And so we started learning more Spanish and, you know, our Spanish was still very, very basic when we went down to South America in 2014, but we've continued to learn. We've continued to spend a lot of time in Latin America. And now we're both at a point where our Spanish is more like intermediate to advanced where we can do everything in Spanish. And there's a total difference in that. I think it changes your whole experience. 
Yeah. So you're able to communicate and make those connections with the people who live there, which makes travel, I think, so much more worthwhile and meaningful. Yeah. And everything just feels, I feel so much more open. Um, I think you can get like a good read on the way people are communicating, even without understanding the language, just by like the tone and like, are the people laughing and that type of thing. But when you're in a place where you don't speak the language and you're kind of dependent and you maybe you're in a situation where you're like, oh, are those people talking about me? What, what's going on here? Maybe someone's giving instructions as like a bus is stopping and you're like, uh, do we need to get off here? You just, I feel like, feel so much more relaxed and everything feels so much more like open to you when you're able to understand, communicate and just listen. Gotcha. I'm very excited for you to share these tips. So let us know what is your first tip for someone who is trying to learn a language, who's thinking about traveling to that country? What would you tell them? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, I think the first thing I'd say, and this is maybe a little bit meta, but the first thing I'd say is, is definitely try to learn that language. Don't think about how useful this thing is going to be in the future. I think something for us, that first trip going to Europe, we were like, oh, we're going to go to France. We're going to go to Spain. We're going to go to Holland. We're going to go to Germany. We're going to go to Italy. Like, is it really worth it to like really invest in learning any of these other than just the basics? Like, oh, probably not. We're never going to speak these things again. Um, but the actual process of learning a language is so fun and so engaging and adds so much to your trip just by like meeting a language teacher, by practicing a few words here and there that I think everywhere you should, you go, you should be trying to learn at least a little bit about it and trying to use a little bit. So the first thing is don't think of it as like, oh, I'm going to a country that only speaks a unique language. I'm not going to bother learning it because it's not that value to me is to think, okay, I'm going to learn no matter where I'm going. I love that to sort of think about traveling more as a goal of making connections with people and having those meaningful relationships instead of just being able to order food or something. For sure. Mm -hmm. Or even like we talked a tiny bit about Iceland of like Iceland, lots of people speak English they've got a very but somewhat unique language that only is spoken in Iceland. There's no point in me learning it versus approaching it like, oh, it's going to be so fun and interesting to learn this thing that's really unique. Yes. All right. Yeah. What's your second tip? Let's hear what else would you recommend? Yeah. So the second tip is to take language lessons either at a local school or with a local teacher. And this was something that we didn't really do on our first trip, but we did a ton of in our second trip. And it made a huge difference. One, because we were actually actively learning the language from a local. I think one of the big things with learning is being able to hear the words being used and hear it with a local accent. So that's one of the things that, you know, is very hard about a second language, especially as an adult, your tongue is very used to the way that it's going to, to, to say letters and say consonants. And so it's hard not to sound like a second language speaker, but it becomes easier if you can work with somebody in that area to learn the things that they say. Like, for example, when we got to Colombia, when we were in Medellin, we were working with a local girl there and she was teaching us how to say, like, ask for food or ask for coffee, not like a, like a gringo, essentially. Like a native, we were doing like, like a local. Yeah, like we were yes. like, 
you, you translate can I have to puedo tener in Spanish, but nobody who speaks Spanish natively would say like puedo tener. They use gotcha. like medas or quiero or something like that. And so we didn't know that. We're just like puedo tener un café. It's fine. They understand it, but it's like very obvious that we're not Spanish speakers, which means then they don't engage with us further. So that's a huge plus. And then with this tip as well, this is a great way to break down barriers with the culture, to break down barriers with other people, and to get to know people. I mean, we were just doing language classes. I say just like we were just in Panama. This was like seven months ago at this point, pre-coronavirus. That's still just, we were, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. It feels history. like it was like, all, <laughs> like it's been forever. Yeah, and also yesterday. But we were doing Spanish lessons at a local school there. And so we had, you know, Panamanian teachers that were teaching us the, the Spanish dialect in Panama. And then we were also able to meet other travelers and other people local to Panama. So most of our friends came from that school, which was really cool. So I think those are kind of the huge perks of that. I love that it's not only a way to learn like how the locals actually speak, like get away from what you learned from textbooks and let's learn how locals actually speak, but also a chance to meet locals and friends and get to know people wherever you're traveling. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's your third tip? Let's hear it. Yeah. The third one is a little bit different um, and might apply differently if, if you're someone who for example, did something in high school. But if you're going to a country where you're completely new to the language, invest some time before you get there in learning some keywords and key phrases. So for us, uh, we both love food. We spend a lot of time traveling, finding and eating food. So um, learning the food phrases, learning like the, the types of food you really like and how to ask for those things is really helpful, especially if you can do that in advance because I think lots of people know that feeling of, hey, I've got my language guidebook or I'm on translate on the flight there. Right. Um, trying to do that. If you spend some time and are like, hey, I'm going to learn a hundred words and I'm going to memorize them before I go. Um, it puts you in, in such a better footing once you get somewhere. If you know even the, the basics of hey, how I can decipher a menu or I can ask for something really specific. So invest a bit of time beforehand in learning the key phrases and words gotcha. for whatever your interests are. Yeah. And I think just to add to that, like it goes a long way in another country to say thank you in that language. I think at this point, especially being an English native speaker, I think a lot of us know that English takes you very far around the world and we're very blessed that we speak a language natively that a lot of people around the world understand, know, and it's kind of almost has become this like sort of weird expectation that language, that English will be the language that's spoken as the common dialect. But I think, you know, from the countries we've been to, you know, even if you go to a place like Thailand, where pretty much everyone there will speak English because they have so much tourism there, saying thank you or like ordering your food in Thai, like it goes a long way to make somebody smile or just like want to engage with you further. Like, where are you from? What are you doing here? Even if they're talking back to you in English, I think that stuff is really meaningful. And then also, I mean, if you're going to places where people don't speak English, you can't expect people in all countries, especially if it's not their native tongue, to speak the language. And so at times you have real needs, like going to the bathroom, <laughs> being able to understand the word for bathroom in any country you go to is going to be extremely helpful. So you don't have, you know, one of those embarrassing stories of, you know, pooping yourself or having to pee on the side <laughs> of the road those, or something right. like that. So yeah, I let's avoid those You know you have a bonus tip for us and you had shared this with me in advance. I have to tell you, I just went to Mexico last week and I used it 
I won't, I'll let you guys share, but I did this and it was awesome. So I'm a success story for your bonus tip here. Tell us what it is. Ah, nice. Uh, so our bonus tip is to download offline Google Translate beforehand. And so this is super helpful. Um, I advised my parents to do this when they went to Asia last year. My parents get really overwhelmed by the idea of people not speaking English. And it's really overwhelming for them to think about learning too much of a new language. And so I said, okay, well, you're going to Hong Kong. Lots of people will speak English, but it's really good if you can just download like the offline um, language for Cantonese and do it for Thai as well. Because if you're struggling to pronounce something and you really need something or you want to communicate, being able to translate that is going to be super helpful. And we found that incredibly helpful in Japan because not only is it a different language, it's a different alphabet. So being able to read stuff at the store was so hard. And so we were like, you know, using our offline translate to just figure out what the ingredients of products were and stuff like that. Yeah, it's awesome. And I, I had it where we were staying, it was a dead zone. So there was no cell service. So I was really glad I had downloaded it ahead of time so that I could still use it. Such a good tip. Yeah, it's always the moments where you're like really need it where you're not going to have cell service exactly. of like, oh, this, our car broke down. We're in the middle of nowhere and no one speaks English. I need translate. Oh, I don't have data. Of course there's no cell service. Right? That's Murphy's <laughs> law right there. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Can you let us know how can our listeners find your podcast, your website, if they would like to learn more? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find our podcast on any major podcast platform. So if you are listening to this on a podcast, whatever you're listening to it on, you can find us as well there. It's The World Wanders. Uh, Wanders is W-A-N-D-E-R-E-R-S. Um, some people spell that wrong when they're looking for it. You can also find us at theworldwanders.com or the World Wanders podcast on Instagram or Facebook. Awesome. I know it's tricky because it sounds so, like wanders or wanderers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I pronounce yeah. it the same. We just say it fast. Wanderers. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Awesome. So yes, guys, definitely check it out. Their podcast. I'll put a link to it in the blog so you can see it. And we're also going to post a video of our interview today on YouTube. So you can find that there as well. Thank you so much, guys, for joining me on the podcast today. This is so fun. Yeah. Thanks. thanks so much for having us. Yeah. Thank you, Aubrey. This has been great. Yeah. Thanks. See you later. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. If you are taking IELTS this year, get your estimated band score with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com slash my score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time. <laughs>